one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Donald and Donald Podcast. Double D. We are coming at you straight off script, giving you a brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today. Just trying to take that barbershop talk out of the barbershop. Let's chop it up. All right, absolutely. Okay, let's go ahead and jump right in with our first topic. Hey, so what's your viewpoint? How you feel about the trade deadline for the NFL that's coming up real soon? I just think it's a lot of teams that got to shake some things up just because of the way they're standing at now. But it's just the targets that's out there. It's, are you getting the compensation back that you deserve for those players? Are you pushing yourself in a circumstance where you're just trading the trade because you think I need to make this trade? So first I want to talk about the Brian Burns situation with the Carolina Panthers. He keeps coming up in trade rumors. Man, I heard about that. Absolutely. Let's talk. Keep coming up in trade rumors. But if we declined the two first rounders last year from the Los Angeles Rams, and I'm hearing we get a first round, a third, and a fourth this year, what do we – we should have took it last year. So I think we should sign him and get him some help. Look elsewhere in the trade because we got some people that we need to move on from anyway, preferably Dante Jackson. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. But let me ask you something, though. So, it's like, with that being said, like, with Brian Burns, why is his name even coming up? Like, we got a bill, right? Like, which way would they even be going with this? Like, I mean, what are they even thinking about right now? I think the cries are coming from fans more than anything. Mm -hmm. Scared of the 0-6 start this year and not having a first-round pick. So, they're looking at it as who can get us a first-round pick. Obvious answer, Brian Burns. But that's what I'm saying, the compensation part. Because he's a solidified edge rusher, one of the most important pieces of your defense. You can't just expect to replace that, whether you do it in a draft or you think you're going to go and get a high-caliber guy from free agency. There's no guarantees that he's going to give you what Brian Burns has given you. And he says he wants to be here. You don't let a star who wants to play for your team walk out the door. I understand, and I agree with you 100%. Now, check this out right here, though. All right, so with that kind of like being said, it's kind of like we they, they hit the first-round draft pick with Bryce Young. It's like, what do you expect? This instant gratification has got to stop. It's like, y'all, like, what is the defense rank? Like, now, now, what is it rank now, and what was the rank coming in? I know last year we had a top 10 defense. Right? But this, even at the beginning of this season was what? It was it was supposedly supposed to be high. I'm going to try to check it out real fast. Okay. Because I know it was like, wasn't it like top five, top ten? It was high. Yeah. Perf- Based off of what we did last year and the yeah. returning pieces that we had coming back, mm-hmm. that's what we were projected to be at the beginning. And that's why our division was up for grabs. Because mm-hmm. we arguably had one of the best defenses in the league, not just our division. Mm-hmm. But we have got smacked with injuries. We have got smacked with things like that. Right now, we're bottom of the barrel. Yeah, but you, it, it, the, the preseason didn't start like that, though, did it? No. It was a little bit higher. Listen, let me tell you this. I still got confidence in your defense. I really think your defense has got what it made. Now, first of all, think about it. Even when they talk about my team, which is the Green Bay Packers, we'll talk about that later. We was hurting them like, like defense, too, man. We had, like, some prime pieces that came in and out of the lineup, like, several different times. But with that being said and done, I think this panicky-type situation that we're talking about, man, is like it's like it's ridiculous. First of all, it's like, okay, is 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 the Carolina Panthers really who they are as far as their record is concerned? Because I think they're like a better team, but it's like like either you get the growth now or you get the growth later. How you feel? I think we just got to ride out with what we got. I think we pushed our chips into the table, into the middle of the table. I think we got to accept that 
and try to build from what we got right now. Don't just go shipping off players. We did that the past couple years. We shipped off Christian McCaffrey. We shipped off DJ Moore. We, we've done things that put us in this situation now. So now we got to accept that and take accountability and try to right the ship without just sacrificing players. I don't think that's the answer all the time. Man, that makes so much sense to me. All right, so check this out. You talk about DJ Moore burning it up in Chicago, you know, mad ups to him and everything. You can't even take nothing away from that, man. I mean, he doing what he had to do and everything. And at the end of the day, it is a business. What was the other cat? What was his name? The other wide receiver that they take and got rid of too, pretty much at the same time. You remember saying? Yeah, it was the other the, the second thousand yard receiver on that of, team. We got rid of Robbie Anderson. And that's Kirk him. Cole. All right, that's him. Let's start right here for a second. Hadn't heard nothing from him. He moved down to like fifth string for the Dolphins. He's fifth? like their fifth-string receiver. All right, so is his skill set not there no more? Because when he was with the Panthers, even though their schedule is what it is as far as, like, I really wouldn't say their schedule is what it is, but as far as he was a 1,000-yard uh, receiver in Carolina. On a three-deep receiver. We had three receivers hit 1,000 yards when he was here. Okay. So he just, like, you know, he, he took from the crumbs that fell? It wasn't even that. We spread because without having – when he was here, we had DJ Moore, Kurt Cole, Curtis Samuel, and Robbie Anderson. No, none of those are dominant. Like, we need the ball. Right. None of those is like, oh, you got to give him 18 targets a game. They're, you can spread the ball around with those guys. And all of those guys bring something different. DJ Moore turns into a running back after he catches the ball. Kirk Coat is a perfect slot receiver. He has regressed a little bit in Washington, but he's a perfect slot receiver. And then Robbie was just that burner. So if you don't have safety over top, he's going to burn you. But now he's down in Miami. You have basically three of the same wide receivers in Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. I think they just picked up somebody else. Now it's Robbie Anderson. There is not, it's just, he doesn't have fit. He doesn't have anywhere to, A-chan's going crazy down there. They still have Moster. He just doesn't have, there's no fit for him there. Right. So there's no telling about the skill set if that's failing off or anything. He mm-hmm. just doesn't get the reps and looks mm-hmm. that he probably was getting with the Panthers. Absolutely, I got you. I got you. And 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 what was it? Julio Julio Jones. Somebody just picked him just back went up. To the Eagles. He just went to the Eagles, man. That's like a whole nother conversation. You know what I mean? But uh, I take in, I, I can I can like feel that and everything with, with your boy. Uh, what's it? What's the name of the coach for the Dolphins? Mike McDaniel. Do you think he got like something like up his sleeve, man? But do you think it, like Robbie Anderson might be like, hey, you know what? All of a sudden in the playoff type situation, we like we he got his own package. I think he's just an odd man now. Odd man now. Oh, okay. So I think that's just really where he stands. He's just an odd man now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they got too many offensive weapons. Right. I got you. Okay, okay. Well, real quickly, let's get exactly back where we was at for one quick second and everything when we, before, while we wrap this up uh, in, a, in just a minute or two. So, trade line coming up, Carolina Panthers, you the GM or whatever you want to take and ride with, what's your move? What needs to happen? We what can get, happen? We can't get the top prospect, the top receivers that's out there. Like Devontae Adams has been linked to trade rumors. Yeah, and I, he definitely, I, he definitely act like he's not happy with the he's Raiders, even happy. after the win against the Green Bay Packers, which is my team. A one-on-one shout out again, but yeah, go ahead. And I, we can't get those type guys, Devontae Adams, Marquise Brown. I don't think we can afford Sutton with the assets that we had. Uh huh. I think the best scenario is to try to go get like a Jerry Judy. Whose teams are unhappy with? I know Steve Smith killed my man. D- did you see the interview? Steve Smith demolished all type of confidence that anybody as a Panthers fan should have with trading for Jerry Judy. Is it he, because he don't like him with his skill set? Not there. He, you know, Steve Smith just tells it how it is. He mm-hmm. called him out 
I think it was last year mm-hmm. about just being an average receiver. Mm-hmm. So he was calling a game this year, and mm-hmm. Steve Smith seen him, mm-hmm. and Jerry Judas was like, "I don't rock with you. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't rock with you." Mm-hmm. So Steve, you know Steve. Well, let me tell you why. Right. You're an average receiver. You right. don't. You, they pitch you first, first round, top ten, top fifty, whatever it was. Right. And you haven't produced at that level. Uh-huh. You haven't done. Then they try to compare him to Steve Smith. Steve Smith was not supposed to be Steve Smith. Right, yeah, exactly. You can't even do that. It's like apples and oranges, right? You can't compare those two. Right, yeah. So, but I still think Jerry Judy has some things left in the tank. Yeah. His route running is there. Mm-hmm. All those things are there. But we do need to find some help on the outside. Adam Thielen is our only receiver right now. Yeah, he's 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 a veteran and he's old. But it's like that's the only thing right now that Bryce Young is even happy with right now. I don't know. Is it the plays that they're calling or, or what? You know what I'm saying? I said that when we first brought Adam Thielen in, he's the most – Almost one of the most sure-handed wide receivers you can find in the league. Mm-hmm. He doesn't drop the ball a lot of times. He doesn't. It is not. He doesn't try to break the game. He doesn't try to. He just plays. Mm-hmm. He just goes out there, make the catches. He will fight for extra yards if he can. But other than that, he's gonna help you move down the field. But he's not a wide receiver one. Right. Yeah. I mean, at best, he's a tight end too. Right. <laughs> All right, so let's let's continue on that and everything, okay? You know, let's move on to the topic, same thing, but let's just go in a different direction. Okay, with that being said, your boy uh, uh, Frank Rich, okay, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, we know at the beginning of the season, you know what he was doing. He was calling the plays. Calling the screens. I wouldn't even call them plays. Right, exactly. So my whole thing about it is why are you even, like, really, really, like, really doing that? When I kind of thought about this whole situation before I even, know, even knew what the offensive coordinator's name was, I was like, do they have an offensive coordinator? Okay. Well, here's the thing. I think my man is named Thomas Brown for the offensive coordinator. With that being said, he, he gave a little interview, a little chop-up session, and he said, you know what? Bryce Young was the man I wanted. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I can really roll with that. And Bryce Young came back around and everything, rubber stamped it and everything, and say he's the one that I want him calling the plays anyway. Basically, your boy Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean? He took in, hey, same agent. It's all good. But he's saying ain't nothing bright but the future for Bryce Young. Give me your role on that, man. Last thing you said was the Aaron Rodgers comment on Bryce Young. It's everybody. Everybody's having these comments about Bryce Young. Everybody he's come in contact with have said the same exact thing. His future is bright. He's not the problem. He's not a bust. He's not any of these things that you're trying to call him in the league. Frank Reich was unhappy with the pick. Who did he want? He wanted C.J. Stroud. Okay, well, you can't like really argue with that right now, and, but, but I'm just saying just simply because of what C.J. Stroud is doing, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Let's get back to what you're saying about wanted, that there. He wanted C.J. Stroud. Right. He wants that bigger quarterback that can stand up in the pocket, do all those type things. That's the quarterback he's been working with. Carson Wentz, he had, um, when he picked up Matt Ryan, Jacoby. Like, he's always going for those bigger in the pocket, stand there to get beat. But with that, it's like you're you you taking it out on the team with calling screenplays and I think it's more of just like trying to show like Bryce Young wasn't the pick. But why? Listen, here's the thing. Okay, you're owing six. Okay, I don't know who told you or what like what you like like looking at. You're owing six. You're brand listen, first of all, you came with a losing record from the coach. You're owing six. Why would you want to like say, oh, I told you that he wasn't the one when really it could be your job that's in jeopardy? What Bryce are you, isn't going anywhere. Right. What are you doing? Bryce isn't and that's the thing that I don't understand. Cause that's really what I think is going on. The play calling is a result of this isn't my guy. But at the same time, is 
a lot of these people aren't your guys. A lot of these people were here, but then you also brought in some people you wanted. You wanted Miles Sanders. We paid him. But yeah, but Miles, that's what I'm saying. Did they not bench him at the end of that other game and everything after his fumble? And the next thing you know, he came in to give Chuba Hubbard a rest? Biggest disappointment. And I'm talking, we paid five years, 50-something. Like, why? For what? When we proved that we could run the ball with Chuba Hubbard. And that's why I said it's just a lot of a lot of things that decision-making has been poor in front office. You can't say, oh, we should have we paid this running back. When you have so many holes at wide receiver, you have you need help at defensive tackle, you need help at edge, you need help in the secondary. So we're taking we spend all this money on here and then try to go get mid-level guys and hope they play it up. Are people that's already showing signs of regression that they team didn't even want and hoping that they, we can revive them to what they showed in the past. No. With a young guy like Bryce Young, you have to put him in the right situation. That means defense as well. You can't expect him to go out there and compete with a team that's putting up 30, 40 points every week. That's, what I was, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking about. Is he in the right system? Well, I think we'll find out this week with Thomas Brown calling plays. Absolutely, yeah. That's the thing about it, and that kind of makes me think about something. Like, okay, with that being said, say for instance, cause if 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 Frank Rich is unhappy, and it's kind of maybe a situation where he's like, okay, this is not my guy. Is is he not job scared at this point? Because first of all, it's like, what what what's really going on? Because let me let me put this little slant on it. Is temper tampering, or is it like a situation where he needs to step in and say, hey, this is it, and this is what we need to do. This is not working. You need to change, and we're going to change you. You know what I mean? Where are we at right there? That's when it comes to what's being said in those meetings. Absolutely, yeah. What's being said in those meetings? Are we letting Frank Reich feel comfortable? Like, are we, you know, are we letting him feel like you got another year with this thing? Regardless of, you got at least another year with this thing. Or are we telling him, Depending on how this year ends up, your seat is on fire. Exactly. Which I hope is what we're telling this man. Right. Because we can't... If this year doesn't fix itself, and mm. they don't write the ship this year, mm. we can't bring Frank Wright back because mm. he hasn't showed us anything, and that's only hurting Bryce Young even more. Mm-hmm. That's only hurting him even more. And for us, like I keep bringing this up, for us to push all our chips into the middle of the table and say, this is our guy. When... The other two quarterbacks have looked exponentially better. This just by what they've been able to do. And I know Anthony Richards is out for the rest of the season. But before that, he looked better just because his everything that he can bring to the table. So we can't just keep letting things hurt our player. We can't his mindset is gonna it's gonna become a detriment to his mindset, his um self-esteem, all those things are gonna start getting hindered. If we don't figure out a way to get him comfortable. Man, that makes so much sense, man. And I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said it. With that being said, right, okay, well, you take your guy Bryce Young, and I don't even know what his background is, man, because he seemed to be coming from, like, a pretty calm background as far as, like, maybe he has, like, uh, um, he's able to calm himself in a sense of, and I'm not sure if he's from a therapeutic type, uh, therapist-type background or yeah, something. I'm not 100% sure with that. His mom's like... Yeah, sports therapy. Right, like but that. he's even killed. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's like a, a loss, a worse loss, an okay loss, a close loss. Bryce Young is Bryce Young. But my thing about it is, with, with, with Frank Rich's move of taking and putting in Andy Dalton and everything, which slung it, he slung it, and he looked great. 
on a loss, okay? They still lost. And I think that may, you know, people might not really understand what I'm about to say. That may be the best thing for Bryce Young. He, they lost the game. So with that being said, it could have calmed Frank down a little bit to say, okay, we're going to bring him back. But was that a situation like what you said before? Are they telling this man we got a year to get this done? Or is he telling you, let's work it for a year and then see what happens? Because if that's the case, it's like, why did you pull Bryce Young in the first place? With that situation and everything, I don't care who you are and everything. Your pride has been a number one pick has got to be hurt a little bit. You benched me, man. It was a cold bench on a pseudo, I don't know. I, I, ain't, I ain't back there. It was an ankle, ankle injury, and the next time reporters asked me how you feel, he said, I'm great. He's fine. Right. He so, put together that amazing drive at the end of that game before, the, before he came out and said he was hurt. That last, who did we play? Saints? Yeah, where well, they almost lost. Like, yeah, the Saints almost lost that thing. They did drop back into a prevent, and that only yeah. prevents you from winning the game. But he really showed, I think, he what he had. He can play the game at a high level. Right. So He's shown that a couple times this year. That's true. That's true. So is he bruised not broken? Is he going to be able to come back from that? Is he like a mental sprain and, and like his ego? I wrote these down. After those, that first start, that first start was pretty bad. It, he played pretty bad in it. After week one, Great. He had an 87 QBR against New Orleans, 93.2 against Minnesota, 82 against Detroit, 85 against Miami. We're the highest scoring team in the division. Haven't won a game. Oh, man. Wow. That's crazy to me. Something's got to change, man. And it's like, it's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? You know how much we love to talk about them Cowboys, but they said the only consistent part that's inconsistent is Dak Prescott. But like I'm saying, let's get back to the Panthers for a second. So if that's the case, right? Do you think do you think it's a situation where it was just simply the play calling? Because like we had, what you had just said earlier, let's see what this OC do. And what was the OC doing anyway, just for a side point? What was he doing when Frank Wish was actually calling the plays? You know what I'm saying? Getting water for I think he was playing. I think he was more – listening to him talk, he's a player's coach. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling you about Frank Wright, I, which I don't believe he's a player. Thomas Brown is a player coach. He has those offensive guys buying in. When you hear them talk about Thomas Brown – they're buying in to what he's preaching. Mm-hmm. Now that you're giving him the reins to the offense, we have to see a change. We have to see that scheming up, That he, if he can scheme people open, if he can just get our guys going, the motivation, the engine. It has to start revving up. Okay. Okay, I feel you. Broncos, right? What you can go ahead, go ahead and shoot me out of score, and, and and shoot me out of score. And is this a must-win oh, next, game? Next game for us is Texas, I think. It, oh, it's not. It's not the Bronco. No, man. I'm so sorry, man. I think. I think the Green Bay has Broncos. Yeah, I think we. Who? Got who? 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 who, who do, y'all know who I, who I who I like as well, right? Okay, but we are gonna get there later. Uh, go ahead. And now, who who do the Panthers play next? Texans. Texans. Oh, yeah. At against CJ Stroud. At home against CJ Stroud. Is that a must win game? Must and what? Do, game. Okay, what do you think that score is gonna look like? I'm gonna say we could win 24 around 24-17. Okay, and that's what the that's what the defense of what we got now. Yeah. Okay, twenty four seventeen. You heard it here, people. Donald Donald podcast twenty four seventeen must win, must win game. I repeat, must win game with the Panthers against the Texans and CJ Stroud, which by the way is burning it up over twelve hundred yards. No I N no I N T's. You know what I'm saying? Making it look like he just was gravy. Uh, uh, he did, but before that, my crazy. goodness, it's crazy. like he had Mama's turkey wings what's for dinner. Of, what's some of these stats? Sixteen sixty yardage, uh-huh. nine touchdowns. Yeah, like we said, first interception last week. Uh huh. Ninety six point four QBR. Uh huh. Fifty nine percent completion rate. Woo! 
And he doing that from the pocket? Doing it from the pocket. Oh, goodness. Okay, Killing okay. <laughs> All right, let's switch gears for a second. Y'all be like, man, why he keep talking about Green Bay? Because I like him, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You pick your team. I pick mine. Okay, but let's talk real quickly about this Packers and Raiders game. Now, okay, what the thing about it and the reason why we were talking about it right now, let me shoot this out to you real quick, D, my man, and tell me what you think. Now, the Green Bay Packers missed a lot of opportunities to beat the Las Vegas uh, Vaders, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me, when that had came about. Uh, one of the biggest moments came on offense, right? Mm-hmm. When Christian Watson's 77-yard catch and run in to six points uh, didn't happen, okay? Now, Grant, the Raiders veteran quarterback, Marcus Peter, had made a super heads-up play by pulling uh, Watson down from behind. It was a horse collar, okay? Now, now notice this. Now, he was hit with a horse collar penalty, mm-hmm. but Watson was already inside the 10, so it was only half the distance of the goal instead of the 15-yard penalty, Okay? Therefore, the Packers' offense took over with a first and goal from the Raiders' three. Now, the move, the move on, on Marcus Peterson's part, you know what I'm saying? It worked. It worked. You know what I'm saying? But they wasn't able to punch the ball into the end zone. And what did we have? We had the Packers end up um, taking and scoring a field goal, blah, blah, blah. Let's move forward and everything. 17-10 lead and everything. It's, it's opposed to a 13-10 lead. And we already know that the Raiders won 17-13. Now, with that being said, horse collar, let's go there first. Now, is that something that should have been corrected right now, or is it is it going to be a situation as far as the the, the, the penalty uh, happening this season, or is it something to happen next season? Say, for instance, it happened again. 15-yard penalty without 15 yards to go. Yeah. Talk to me. That's the situation as soon as you get it within the 10 on a lot of those things. We're roughing the pass. I think they, you know that's just how the, the game is set up. But Marcus Peters, you just got to give him credit. That's a hazy play. That's using the rules to your advantage. You give up that touchdown, who knows? At least you give your team another chance. Okay, so so let me let me ask you this. Let me let me let me take it. Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and play devil's advocate like for one half a second. You know, I'm not going to do this often. Are you saying that Marcus Peter could, Marcus Peters could have had in his mind? I need to get this man down, no matter how it no is. Preferably, preferably the horse collar, which is the only kind of, only way I can grab this guy and everything. And, I, and who cares what the penalty is? I just don't want him to score. Yeah. But that's it's exactly in a legal move. That's exactly what it's happened. in the center of legal move. But man. that's that using the, that's that using the rules to your advantage. Because it's the same thing with I'm beat. I'm beat deep. As he's gonna catch this ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna catch this ball. Right. Why not do a pass, you know, defensive PI? Uh-huh. Or holding on defense. Right. Give him 10, 15 yards instead of I wouldn't even do PI because you get the ball where with a PI, right, right. Why not hold them? Spot file on that one. Yeah. It's things like it's things like that. Whereas I got to do what I got to do. Right now, will we still be having the same conversation as Christian Washington? Christian Watson would have got seriously hurt on that play. Will we still be talking like this? Because that's the that's that's why that's why it's, it's 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 a it's an outlaw move. 
It's not. It's, it's it's against the rules. It's a penalty in the league right now. Will we still be having this conversation if their number one receiver is Christian Watson? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Romeo Dobbs is like I don't know. He was like super nice in preseason. I ain't really he seen him lately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even Jay, uh, uh, Jaden Reed, he came in and filled in I for Christian. He was gone. Right. He came Lying in and up. filled in. But we'll, uh, back what I was saying, we'll still be having this conversation. No, I think the conversation would change. To what? I think it would change to that's dirty. Just because you know how to you know how it works. You know how the media works. It's all about perspective. It's all about the aftermath of it. Because you know hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, and, and perception is ninety nine point nine percent of everything you see. So it just he didn't get hurt playing. You know, it's just that they just shrugged it off and moved on with it. Mm-hmm. But if guaranteed, if he would have got hurt, conversation would change. Right. Conversation about Mark. You know, Marcus Peters already has that reputation of hothead street guy. Like he already has that. So if he would have gotten hurt. We would have been talking about Marcus Peters probably getting suspended. Right. So it just, thank God Christian Watson didn't get injured. I'm so glad he didn't. Right. And now we're here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started from the bottom. But you're definitely right, though. If he would have been hurt, conversations definitely would have been different. So what is what is the Raiders' record right now? Raiders sit at 2-3. and 2-3. Two and three. What, do the, what do the Packers sit at right now? 2-3. and three. Okay, so no harm, no foul, but that's not even a big division, division game. Though. Yeah, that's not even a division y'all are game. Y'all trying to catch really just the Lions in y'all division. I know we're second in our division with two and three. Imagine that five and one Lions. We're two and three, and we're second. What uh, they let you know about the Vikings? rest of them? What Vikings one and four? I think so, man. But I'm gonna tell you something about the Vikings. You know who's not the problem with the Vikings? Kirk, Kirk. Cousin. Man, he's throwing out of his mind. This dog, this dog. One season where you can't say anything about him. No, exactly, exactly. Did you get a chance to see a, a quarterback on Netflix, man? Did no. You, please check it out. All right, so you had Kirk Cousins, you had uh, Patrick uh, Mahomes, and then you also had uh, Marcus Mariota. Oh, really? All right, so the reason why I even bring it up is why Kirk Cousins, he's cerebral. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the man is putting electrodes on his head and everything to get these plays right. But, I mean, you know, like I say, he is not the problem. I don't know what that problem is right there and there because with that being said, uh, Double JJ, you got the game. And he hurt. He hurt. He what are we talking it. about? Four, four week four IR? Weeks. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, they're taking, I mean, they, what you're taking? It's over. It's, it's done. Y'all don't have an offense. Anymore. It's a doobie. It's a wrap. They they're competing, but it's only been Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. That's it. Drop him, drop him in the slot. Drop him outside. Drop him inside. That's it. Get the ball to Justin Jefferson. Right. That was their offense. Now without Justin Jefferson, you're depending on Ricky Jordan Addison, mm-hmm. who he's not bad, but mm-hmm. he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. You're depending on Keith Osborne, mm-hmm. who is a solidified wide receiver 2-3. Mm-hmm. You're depending on Madison, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. still their running back, mm-hmm. who hasn't performed up to – Let's trade Dalvin Cook away. Mm-hmm. He hasn't performed up to that level. Mm-hmm. So where does that production come from now? Exactly. And now you're expecting Kirk to play perfect. And you can't ask that from that man. He's already been playing the win right now. So, like, listen, so with that situation with Dalvin Cook, it's like, okay, so why didn't they let him go? I know when he was taking – he played when he played that game – Against, um, I forget the team he played against, but he dropped it. You remember when he yeah. dropped it? And then he had like, I think eight drops on the last season or something like that. Was the drop season what got him out of out of uh, Minnesota? Because why did they let him go? Because Skate he's still heady. Scapegoat. Yeah, man, this this is crazy. This scapegoat. A lot of people did say like his hands were bad, which you can't argue with it after what what we seen last year. You mm-hmm. can't. He does have pretty bad hands. Yeah, but like we said. With Alexander, with Madison versus David Cook, is not even comparable what they was giving you guys. Mm-hmm. 
it's not comparable, mm-hmm. and it's just what was the what was the reason? So you so all right, so you are you are you, t- are you telling me right now that it wasn't even a money issue? It was just they was passing like they were we're past we're and over there. The money the, the money part is a plus. Okay, did they save money doing that? Yeah. Okay, I guess they always do and everything because I Jada Madison. I want to say mm-hmm. still under like rookie contract. Mm-hmm. So he's a cheaper guy, but. I know, but I mean, the thing about this, your boy JJ done already said, hey, I'm tired of talking about let's, next year, we'll build it for next year. He wants to win right now. He like he wants to win right now. Then you don't have him. What do we have to look forward to coming back to? Man, he may be hurt for the rest of the year. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? How do these four games look? Why wouldn't you just sit him down? Exactly. But it's like, man, it's kind of like, that's kind of like wasted, right? I mean, I mean. That's throwing a year away. Yeah, it's throwing a whole entire year away and everything. I mean, they could at least like play, play spoiler or try to figure some stuff out. But it don't seem to me like their head coach is a coach that likes to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to keep working and keep grinding. But it's like at the end of the day, I, I, I still think that uh, a losing record is kind of like in their future, man. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of crazy to me, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, Madison, I mean, Madison's not really playing bad either. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm looking at it, he's averaging about three, four yards a carry, three twenty on the year, and then it's hard to compare because Dalvin has been. I don't even think he's playing out there in New York. Right, I got you. Okay, well check this out. Check this out. All right, we are right now. You know the the Packers, no, the Panthers are Owen Owen six, but your boys Tar Heels, Tar Heels. UNC football team is six and zero. First question up. First question up. Who have they played, man? Anybody? Who have they played? Talk to me. First Six game, and zero. First game, South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay, that's decent. Uh, Research. I gotta look this one up. South so Carolina. First game with South Carolina. They just beat Miami. Yeah, that was like number six, right? Yeah, they was they was ranked twenty five before that loss. But then, other than that, yeah, no, they haven't really played anybody. All right, so what, that's just a bowl game? No BCS, no nothing like that? I mean, how do you feel about they it? Are you okay? Have, they have a chance. Um, you know, we have Florida State in our conference mm-hmm. who is ranked number four. Mm-hmm. So the way it's looking, they could end up meeting in um, in the ACC championship. If mm-hmm. both teams stay undefeated, play the way they play. Was that the Belt Bowl at the, at, the, at the Bank of America Stadium? You know what I'm saying? What are we talking? No, nah, that's just ACC conference. ACC, ACC conference. conference. So <laughs> they finish out because now they have – their schedule's pretty easy. They got Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell, big game against Duke. But if their quarter, if Duke's quarterback's not back, easy win. Clemson. Oh man, you gonna go ahead and just you know what I'm saying go ahead and call that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but I don't know Dabo Sweeney and everything. What's going on with that? I'm not 100 percent sure because I mean it, it has the sauce been lost, man? Because uh, you know what? What you had? You had Deshaun Watson. You had Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you had all these hot cats, man, and everything. And that's another thing too, man. We're gonna get into this product a little later, but it's like it's, it's the sauce loss. Like uh, what, what do I mean by that? Like Nick Saban, it's the sauce loss. You know what I'm saying? Because what is what is the Clemson's record? Uh, three and two. Oh man, they they just taking so they doing they doing better than 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 uh than and um well they well uh, North Carolina the Tar Heels are doing better than them but it, uh, I guess we need to talk about strength of schedule. We lost to Duke this year. Is it? Is it? But is it? Well, what's Duke ranked though? What's Duke, Duke is now sixteen because of that win against. We're the only team they played. And, they, and then they, they lost to the other ranked team they played, which was Notre Dame. Yeah. Where they beat us, jumped into rankings and haven't looked back. Mm-hmm. They've been stuck in that 16-20 range. Mm-hmm. But now they do have that game against UNC coming up, mm-hmm. but they lost their 
Quarterback. Who lost their quarterback? Duke. Oh, like you said, but he was the reason why, right? He was the reason why. reason why. Yeah, I, I know, man. It's like, all right, so, but you say lost against the North, Notre Dame? Yeah, they lost to Notre Dame. Listen, tell me something, man. I mean, how do you really feel about Notre Dame? You know, I mean, okay, great school. You know, I love it. You know, yeah. but it, the, the football team is the only team that's not assigned to a conference. It's independent. It's like, do they really deserve to be in a bowl game? And they get to pick who they play every And they come straight to the ACC, which is arguably weakest conference in football. They play most of their games against ACC teams, which I don't. And then they go out, lose Ohio State and things like that. Right. So, I'm, they do got to – I don't want to say they got to make them get into a conference, but I just think that's a cheat code. Exactly, because, listen, if you're talking, if you're talking that way, it's like, I'm going to pick my games, and basically you're saying, I'm going to pick my strength of schedule. With all of that being said, it's like, how are you even in the BCS discussion right now? And that's, and that's just a thing because I know it's a balance thing that you got to do because you do have to make sure you sprinkle some some tough opponents in there. Mm-hmm. But just you think about like a team like Georgia who's playing ranked games every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost every week. Mm-hmm. Those type games. You think about USC who's dropping because they're winning close games. Mm-hmm. You think about those type of teams, I don't see how you put Notre Dame over teams like that. Exactly, but it seems to happen time and time again. Now, now, granted, now, like, like, uh, I mean, I guess one of the first things that kind of come to my mind is, uh, 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 uh what is the name, Muffet, the, the taking uh, the the female uh, coach for the female basketball team. She's a beast, man. You know what I'm saying? She's she's coming through. Through with like people and she's coming through with like recruits and it's like there's someone to be reckoned with and everything it's like so it's like it's not like they're a bad school like pushing out like bad product it's just it's kind of like with, with so many teams in college football first of all you got over 400 d1 teams in the in the beginning to even start with almost too many for me to even try to keep up with that's why i just kind of say local even when it comes to you know the big names and also some of the um some of the locals but with that being said and everything if you got a 10-0 team and a 10-0 team and then a 10-0 team and then a 10-0 team and, a 10-0 team, and, a 10-0 team, and only one of those 10-0 teams get into the bcs conversation what are we doing? I mean, you're talking about 30-something, uh, you know, what, what, bowl games a year. Yeah. I mean, I know it is what it is and everything, and, you know, money is money. But, but like, what are we really doing? Are, are these people, like, really taking, getting, uh, uh, you know, getting their money's worth as far as the product on the field is what they're doing is pushing out as far as the students, as far as the, the, the taking the college athlete. These people, uh, mostly, they, they taking, some of them do it for because they're good at it, but most of them want to take and go professional in what they do. And if they're not even getting the exposure because their games is not even on TV, yeah. it's like, are we really being fair to the people that's really loving the game? And that's that, that's that where... The agenda comes into it. Yeah. Because you know they got to get Georgia on there. Right. They got to get Michigan. They got to get, get Ohio, Ohio State. State. Alabama. got to get You got to have these teams playing. Mm-hmm. Now you got you throw Colorado into the mix. You throw USC. Which I, I actually mash out the, you know, primetime. I do like to see. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Shout out. But you know, you throw Colorado in there. USC's back to being prevalent. Texas back to being prevalent. Is, that, is, still, is USC still in the Big 12? Pac-12. Pac-12? They are switching conferences next. I think Big Ten. Okay. They're moving to the Big Ten. Right. But throw them in there. Then you got sleeper teams who are coming up with Heisman candidates like Washington. Mm-hmm. You have Oregon's are always going to be on TV. Right. You have these teams to where now even Clemson games are getting pushed back. If you're not locally in the Clemson area, you're not seeing Clemson games. You're not seeing 
We don't see Florida games up here. We don't see every Florida state. And we're in the southeast. And we're in the southeast. So it's just where does that agenda come in? Mm-hmm. And that's where. And now with NIL deals, mm-hmm. that's where with Clemson's falling out at. Yeah, absolutely. Their yeah. recruitment is taking a hit because Dabo is stuck in his ways. He doesn't take transfers, uh-huh. and he doesn't build off NIL. He doesn't throw, like, this is NIL. He's still thinking Clemson's name is going to make the top players coming. That's just not it no more. These right. players are making... Shador Sanders, I got a perfect picture for you. Mm-hmm. Shador Sanders' NIL deal projected $4.8 million. Really? Wow. Look at the base salaries for some of these other NFL quarterbacks. Are you serious? What? Yeah, that's crazy. So right now, now is then you have people like Caleb Williams who mm-hmm. are saying things like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me, what is he saying? He what is wants. He, like? he wants ownership. He wants. Um, I want to make sure. Yeah, he wants partial ownership from what team drafts him, and he's already came out and said he's only playing for certain teams. Really? Is he good enough to say that? He is arguably the best prospect at quarterback coming out in a long time. Right. Their scouts are saying they would have took him over Peyton Manning. He's he's projected Mahomes. Really? Yeah. You know, people didn't even project Mahomes. They, right. He just happened. Exactly. Caleb is showing he has that type of potential in him. Right. Yeah. There's no there's no if fans or buts about it. Uh huh. He has that potential to okay. be the next great quarterback in the league. Yeah. So now it's just with, like I'm saying, with NIL, mm-hmm. with that type of hype around him, mm-hmm. the ball is in his court. Man, but hey, you, you're talking about a boss move, though. Man, oh, yeah. We, about, we I, heard, want par, I want partial We've heard about Eli saying he's not going to play for San Diego. We've heard about people saying they're not going to play somewhere. Right. We've never heard a person come out with a list mm-hmm. of teams that he will play for and also saying, I want ownership in these teams. He, right. he listed like Cowboys, 49ers. Uh-huh. He's not listing Carolina Panthers <laughs> and Jacksonville Jaguars that you're saying you want partner ownership in. You listing teams that have a lot of history behind them, yeah. a lot of the biggest names in the America's yeah. team. Right. Yeah, a lot of revenue, man. Yeah, you talking about like a whole lot. You talking about mainstream and you type think before activity. You even put a helmet on. They did not Aaron Rodgers. The opportunity to have ownership in his in the Jets, mm-hmm. and he's Aaron Rodgers. Right, Caleb, you haven't played a minute. Right, you haven't strapped your chin pad on uh-huh. and went out there and threw a single pass. Right, but you want but you it. want ownership. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, this is where the NIL is. The negatives come into it. Right, they're right. making too much money. Yeah, and you think about Andrew Reese. In mm-hmm. the uh, women's college basketball scene, mm-hmm. she's already came out and said mm-hmm. she makes more money than the WNBA players. Yeah. So why would I go? Right. Then you, I she just got signed by Reebok. Right. Like she's making the money. How much eligibility do she have left? I think she has a year or two. So she just because she date- was here for COVID year. Right. That added one. Right. I think she was a junior last year. Uh huh. So she's just gonna like play it out, and then eventually, if she want to continue to play the sport, if she wants to. If she, she wants to go to the WNBA. Exactly. Yeah, I got that. That's crazy to me. Yeah, okay. Well, that's interesting. 
Okay, then. Well, listen, let's go ahead and move to the NBA. We're still in the preseason right now, right? Yes. Okay, we're still in the preseason. What's what started? What started of it? October 24th, 25th, something like that. The start of the regular season. Okay, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just let it flow with you. Preseason, what you looking at? What's on your mind? You know what I got to start with. Started man. with who? My Lakers. The Lakers. Oh, yeah, I love them. Okay. My Lakers, man, and I love it. I mm-hmm. love everything that I'm seeing in this preseason. I'm not saying we out there just dominating. All the games. The only thing we won most of our games. Right. But the, what I'm seeing from our team mm-hmm. is giving me optimism. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I think we talked about it earlier a couple of days ago on the phone. Anthony Davis, if healthy, is prime for MVP season right now. Mm-hmm. I think this is the year where he takes that leap. If, mm-hmm. if you know, with Anthony Davis, it's all based off health. Mm-hmm. If healthy, I think this is the year where he takes that leap and becomes that player because. He's saying the right things, mm-hmm. doing the right things, mm-hmm. playing the right way. Mm-hmm. And we have the team around him now mm-hmm. with and that's with shooters, mm-hmm. people who can switch on defense, mm-hmm. all those things. Take the leap. Mm-hmm. LeBron's giving you the he's giving I won't say the throne. I won't say he's giving yeah, you right, yeah. he's giving you though the reins of the team. He's saying this is your team. Mm-hmm. I'm still LeBron James. I'm gonna do LeBron James thing. Right. But we need you to be Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. need you to be the best Anthony Davis that we've ever seen. Not going back to New Orleans. Like, yeah, that was cool. We need to even we need you to step it up even more than that. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay. So so let's break it down for a quick little second and everything. Cause this right here, this really got me. This really got me like thinking and everything, the stuff that we're talking about right now. When it comes to Anthony Davis and everything, and it comes to uh what was the the COVID win? You know what I'm talking about? That was in the dome. First of all, that was in extenuating circumstances, man. I mean, you was basically bottled up, and you pulled out with a ring, and you got the trophy. And played the best. You was arguably the best player on the court. Absolutely. Okay, great. And I think, you know, don't put an actress beside it. That was tough. That was a ring. That was a ring. Okay, but with that being said, I don't see my boy play a little bit. I don't see my boy play, and I love him. You know what I'm saying? Brow for life. But my whole thing about it is that man, first of all, they moved him from the four to the five. He was never a five. He don't like the contact. He did it for trying to fit the team. Right, and that's fine. But with that being said, with all that being said and done and everything, every, every time that I take and I look and I see him play, he don't even want to take him. He, he don't even want to get in the paint. Huh. He's standing at the – he started his offense at the three-point line. I don't necessarily like that. So what are we doing? What are we doing? Is that, But you're saying that I know he must have a nice little jumper on him now. And that's what – in that 2020 ring, mm-hmm. that's what set us apart. Mm-hmm. Having AD be able to shoot that shot. Oh, it just went away for the last two it years. It just went away. Oh, I won't even say it just went away. That's the thing. They moved him back. Because we had Dwight on that team. We mm-hmm. had JaVale McGee on that team. Right. We had people where he could play more for. Mm-hmm. We lost those guys. Mm-hmm. Moved him to the five. And he tried that mm-hmm. back to the basket. Let me get down mm-hmm. here and bang. Mm-hmm. Got banged up. Exactly. Wasn't enough meat. Y'all don't think he had enough meat. He was, he was bruised every night. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I'm so, talking about what ice cold... You know, ice baths every every single night. So that's why I think bringing in Jackson Hayes, I think Rui taking that next step to where he can maybe switch off and guard fives. Mm-hmm. Jared Vanderbilt has shown that he can guard fives. Is, is Vandy healthy? Vando is healthy. Vando is healthy, and Jackson is he's a four or he's, he's a, a five. he's a four. legit five. He's a legit five. Legit didn't five. he? Didn't he? Didn't he come out of New Orleans? New Orleans, yeah. And he's a legit five. But then, you know, down in New Orleans, they had uh, Valachunas. Mm-hmm. It was somebody else they had in New Orleans too. Okay. He's a five. He's a rim running. Okay. Five. Okay. All right. 
Like okay, so continue on with it. Yeah, was, like you said, it was a back to the basket type situation, and he was like, that wasn't him, and that but, wasn't him. So now I think would have, like I said, having these guys around him who can, like Rui, the aggressive I'm seeing from Rui this preseason, mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. He's gonna take some of that pressure off guys because you have to after what he did in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. they're gonna have to guard him. Mm-hmm. Then you have guys like Austin Reeves mm-hmm. who has to take another step, which mm-hmm. I know that's asking a lot, mm-hmm. but. I don't see why he can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then we have we picked up like Terrian Prince, Cam Reddish, um, Gabe Vincent, who we haven't seen a lot of in preseason. Mm-hmm. I think he's dealing with something. Mm-hmm. But he the one game he did play in, mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell looks to be back to D'Angelo Russell. And I think what a big thing with D'Angelo Russell is, we're a team, I think we're the first team in a long time who said, yeah, come mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. We need what you can bring to the team. Mm-hmm. We want you to beat D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. So I think that confidence is going to go along. We have, I think we're going to see that Brooklyn Nets D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. And that will help our team tremendously. Mm-hmm. So I think we're primed to make another run there. Mm-hmm. We just have to hit. We just three-point shooting and health. Yeah, and I think that can go for any team, no matter which sport that you play. But let me ask you a quick question and everything. When it comes to D-Lo and everything, have you not been in trade rumors talk? What's going on with that? Have you not been, like, like is that we is that started, just, like, just something that's kind of, like, whispers? Because we started off the year, I mean, the offseason, once we traded, once we re-signed him, he was in trade talks. Mm-hmm. But I don't think once they, like, once we got into the facility, started practicing, started playing, I think all that's died down. Okay, so they're bringing Gabe Vincent as a true two? Or a point? Off the bench. Okay. So he's going to back him up. Okay. All right. Listen, so Vanderbilt, like Vandy, you know, and everything with him is like, is he it's like, is he just going to, like, give, like, what what does he bring? Because Prince, man, I, I took in the games I had seen and everything. The only thing he shot was three-pointers, which really, if you kind of think about it, the, the, the Achilles heel of the Los Angeles Lakers has been this. They ain't had no outside shooting. You know what I'm saying? And Austin Reeves, I do understand that. And that's why you say he's going to have to take that next step and everything is because you're going to have to be able to shoot from the outside or at least be able to take and give a threat so that take and you can pull that man out to the perimeter so the people down low can work. Can work, yeah. Right. And I think that's what we are what we aim to do. We aim mm-hmm. to get three-point shooters and people who can play defense because mm-hmm. even Terry Prince, great 3-and-D guy. Mm-hmm. Cam Reddish has the potential to be a great 3-and-D guy. Mm-hmm. And then we bring in like Gabe Vincent mm-hmm. showed he can knock down shots. Mm-hmm. We just have to make it all mesh. Mm-hmm. Like, it all has to come together. Mm-hmm. Like, on paper, it sounds like we did the right move. And that's what I said. In preseason, we've looked good. We've had a high of a 44. We had a 40% game from three. Mm-hmm. And then we've mostly shot around 34, 35% mm-hmm. as a team. Mm-hmm. That's can win you a lot of games, especially when you consider you have a LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Exactly. So, 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 a refresh my memory real, real, real quick. How many, how many preseason basketball games are in the NBA? How many preseason are we talking? What's the schedule? How many? Nine or ten. I'm not even sure, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the reason why I say it is because it's already been said. Darvin Ham, which I think was a good coach pick and everything or whatever, saying I think they're coming up against the Suns next, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well he said three quarters for a starters, three quarters. So is that right? Is is he like he's trying? He, I, that sounds like I'm gonna get my starting lineup together get because ready. we need to mesh and we need to mesh now. And I think that's another thing because that's the only thing Ben. They just don't know what set they were. They they got the basis of it. I think it's gonna be D'Lo, Reeves, LeBron. Mm-hmm. AD, they're trying to figure out that four or that five. They're trying to figure out. Yeah, they have to run. figure out the five. Who's who's at the five now? 
I think they're running AD still as a starter five. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I had to change it on 2K, but that's for yeah. another day. But he is not a five. I just never saw him as a five, man. I mean, because, listen, like you say, he needs to be able to work. He got to be able to move. When I think of a five, I think of a center. When I think of a center, I think about rebounds, block shots, and protecting the paint. That's not AD. That's not AD. He's a scorer, baby. He got You got to make it do exactly what it do once it's done already been done when it comes to that. They need to get him out of that, and they need to get him out of that now. So he's playing like he, he he's playing like I'm not even – don't even quit thinking about me as a five. I'm not. What, 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 listen, what uh, uh, offense are they running right now? Are they running a motion or a triangle or where they at? You know, what they got? It looked more like uh, um, they're spacing it out, mm-hmm. bringing bigs up to, like, high keys, mm-hmm. trying to, like, high screens, mm-hmm. um, flare outs from mm-hmm. the bottom, things mm-hmm. like that. I think basically they're just trying to create space right now. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out the best way to create space for their shooters and also let Brown and AD operate down there as well as Rui because I've seen a lot they're trying to get Rui going in that offense okay they want him to have an impact in this offense alright here we go right now alright so here here it is didn't know you was going to do homework today alright so really real quick give me the starting five uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers number one D'Angelo Russ number two shooting guard Austin Reeves alright number number three give me the small forward Brian I just I knew who it was I just wanted you to say it number four PF Give me Anthony Davis. Okay, and then who you got five? I want Jackson Hayes to start. Okay, all right, okay. Now we we, we got we got our lineup. Okay, you know, put, uh, pull off your warm ups and everything, and hit the flow. You know, uh, squeeze on the ball, make sure it's right. Okay, now what do you got them doing? I want to know right now what you got this season looking like, man. At the halfway point, what should they be? Give me some numbers, baby. Eighty-two games in a season. Halfway point, so around at forty-one, 41 games, games. What are we looking at? It's promising. It's like that's our spot. What we got? I want us to have 30-11. 30-11. Okay, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. And, and these 11 losses, are they quality? Quality losses to, mm-hmm. to, to good to good teams. I don't think we should lose games that we – you know Win what you're supposed to win, and even some that you – they think compete you, in games. Right. That's all – we shouldn't have – we shouldn't leave the door open. For lesser teams. Right. Absolutely. I say, you know, if you're stepping on the gas and you're on the neck and everything, press the gas until you get to your destination. Right. Exactly. All right. So, with that being said, if they're 30-11, if they're 30-11 at the halfway point, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So... What we taking? What 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 we got there? All right. So with that being said, what's what what seed you see them dropping into? What seed you what 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 like what's acceptable to you? As like okay, it's okay because we still there to make a run because lowest we're me. Yeah. What's the lowest and what's the highest? The highest is number one, of the course. Highest is number one. But what's the lowest seed? Four. And what's the what's the four or eight? Is four eight and, and eight is to play in nine ten? Nine ten. Yeah. Eight through eight. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Go playing. Mm-hmm. Six and up are in. Right, right. And it's like, and it's like, what, what is it? Is it eight, nine, and ten have to win two games, or just because somebody has to win just one? Yeah, one has to win one. I think that's seven. Uh huh. And they're in. And they're in. And then, and then it's that, it's that, it's that eight spot. That last spot was that nine and ten. You got to win two. Mm-hmm. Okay, that works. Yeah, because the loser from that seven eight. Mm-hmm. Goes on, mm-hmm. then that nine ten has to beat, has to win that first playing game, and then beat the loser from. It makes sense to me. Okay, well we go, we're gonna see, we're gonna see. You know, y'all, we're gonna come back at that in the season and see where they at. All right, last topic of the day, last topic of the day. All right, let's give our own selves a hand. 
Let's talk about Lamella Ball and the Hornets because Lamella Ball is the Hornets. So let's talk about the Hornets Lamella Balls. <laughs> okay. With all that being said and everything, first of all, it's kind of a little, it's a little strange to me and everything. And I think this is something that we can excel on later. But it's like, okay, so basically your boy MJ, Michael Jordan sells the team and then they get a Lamella Ball max deal. Fine, whatever. You know what I'm saying? We here. You know what I'm saying? With that being said, what you got, man? Talk to me about your Hornets, man, because I'm really trying to think. Because, first of all, we need a winning season. Because the last time, it's like, I don't know, what it was it a playing game? One game? One and out? Playing. One series? What, what was it? Playing, we lost twice. Okay. Talk to me. What we got, man? You need to tell me about these Lamelo Hornets. Lamelo Hornets were. I like the roster constructed the way it is. Honestly, I just I don't see where we get production outside of Lamelo. Well, yeah, all right. Well, see, the thing about it is he was talking about Brandon, Brandon Miller. He it's like him. he he wanted him. He got him. And what is he a two or three? We got to play him at the three because we still got Terry. Scary Terry. He's still playing his game. I mean, I'm I think I think that the Scary Terry is a fan favorite, but when I think about Scary Terry, it seems to me like he's in a situation where he just really wants his points. Yeah. <laughs> we're, at, we're not getting no better with Scary Terry. I think right. we've reached our ceiling. Right. I think the same thing with him. He's nine, ten years in the league. Mm-hmm. We've re- we we know what we're getting from Scary, and that's not what we need on this team. Yeah, yeah. we do need scoring, mm-hmm. but it can't be where the ball stops. Mm-hmm. It can't be, oh, he got the ball Let's work because that's not the team that we've constructed no more. We've mm-hmm. constructed to get up and down. Mm-hmm. So if we got a guy who stops that momentum because he knows he can just go out there and score, mm-hmm. what are the rest of our guys doing? That takes away the best aspect of Lamelo's game. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's just standing around watching, seeing if they get the ball back. Mm-hmm. I think we got to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we could send Scary mm-hmm. Terry or what we could get back from him. Mm-hmm. Ideally, though, we move on from Terry and Gordon Hayward. Right, yeah, and that makes sense, man. Because both of them actually played for the Celtics at one time, didn't they? And even I don't know. Sometimes I mean, it, it kind of breaks my heart, but it kind of feels like the Hornets is a farm team, man. And and, and it's like, are, are we content with that or not? But with that being said, is this not the team that Lamelo built? First of all, I know that one year he was talking about, hey, we don't have a true big man, and then now you know, and I don't we know, got Mark Williams, got him. Okay, so all right, that's a little bit better. Then Brandon, then we got Brandon Miller. Uh, we're hoping that Miles Bridges play. You know what I'm saying? He, he has a lot to right, and we, and, and he's the Miles Bridges that we need we Miles know, Bridges yeah. to be and everything. But it's like, so what? What do you see this team going, man? Because I mean, the th- first of all, I love to see Melo play, but but seeing Melo play doesn't always transfer over to wins. wins yeah. He's an entertaining player. You can tell the IQs there. Everything's there. It's just the consistency part of it. His shots inconsistent. The effort on defense is inconsistent. I know, but when he's hot, he's hot. He's I don't. Hot, even, I hot. don't even really think he has any kind of defense. Yeah, no. It's the passing lanes. Yeah. Just because the way he passes the ball, he can read passing lanes. Amazing. Mm. And then link. He's lanky, six, mm. seven, six, eight. Mm. So that plays a part of two or two. Mm. But he's not his brother. Don't mm. get me. I'm not saying he's Lonzo on defense. Mm. But he has. He showed that he can. Mm. He can play when he wants to. Right. We just got to get him to want to more. Mm-hmm. And then it's just we got to get. It's just going to depend on what we get from around Lamelo. We know what Lamelo's going to give us. Somewhere between twenty, somewhere about twenty points, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine assists a game. That's what we're going to get from Lamelo. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. can Miles Bridges, mm-hmm. Brandon Miller, mm-hmm. P.J. Washington, mm-hmm. Terry Rozier, mm-hmm. can we see a step from James Booknight? Mm-hmm. Can we see a step from Bryce McGowan, who didn't even play really last year? Mm-hmm. 
like what are we going to see from these guys? Mm-hmm. We didn't bring in a lot of free. We didn't sign people. We didn't spend no money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're basically saying we believe in these guys. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. So listen. All right. Listen. Now. All right. First off, this is where I'm going to go with this. Uh, what What is the average uh, score? Of the winning team uh, in the in the, in the NBA, you got to score at least a hundred, right? Unless it's a strictly defensive oh, game. Defensive game. So yeah. just 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 give me an average but manageable score. Was like you have to bring this many points every night. Give it to me. I want to say I don't see you winning that unless you score at least ninety five. That's fine. Okay, we at ninety five points. Okay, listen. All right, I take it. Give me the, give me the, give me the starting five for um for the uh, Hornets right quick. Lamelo, Lamelo at the one, Terry at the two, Gordon at the three. I think they, I think Gordon comes off the bench this year. Oh, so who's the three? I think you got to go Miles. If that's the thing, we don't know who. <laughs> we don't really know who the three is. So, I'm so let's if Miles is playing. Let's don't do that. Yeah. Let's don't do that because Miles not. Let's go Gordon. Gordon starting. Gordon is starting. Start. He has to start. So what you do with Brandon? Bring him off the. Bring him off the bench. All right. Well, well, get me right. Brandon Miller is he not the three? He can play three. All right, is he your three right now? Yeah, my three. Okay, Brandon Miller. Sorry about that, Brandon. No disrespect. Okay, Brandon Miller. Okay. P.J. Washington and Mark Williams. P.J. and then Williams. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Listen. So so pull your calculator up, bro. All right, here. All right, this is this is taking. This is what I have. This is what I got right now, okay? And, I, I, and I'm talking about a gracious plenty, okay? I'm talking about a gracious plenty. All right? I got LaMelo with 20 points. I got Scary Terry with 20 points. I got Gordon Haywood with the low side 15 to 20, but let's go 15. I got Brendan Miller with 23. I got P.J. Washington with 17. And I got your boy Williams with a 10-10. 10 points, 10 rips. How much is that? So you said 20. 20, 20, 15, 23, 17, and 10. How much is that? You got your calculator up? This is the calculator not working. Oh, okay. My video went off in there. You said what from PJ? Okay, from PJ I got 17. LaMelo 20, Scary Terry 20, Gordon Haywood 15, Brendan Miller 23, PJ Washington 17, and Williams with a 10-10. 10 points, 10 rips. 105. Oh, they won. They won! They won! They won! Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay? Okay, so with that being said and everything, they won. And everything or whatever. So that means on another day, we're going to get into the coaching aspect of this whole thing. But if that production is there and everything, they won that game. Tell me what you expected the midpoint on them. 82-game season. What's midpoint? I want them to be at least 21-20. But that's just because I don't know what their the product on the court will look like yet. Well, that's fine. They're at 500. There's one game above 500. I want you to just be around that, Mm -hmm. even if it's 2021. Mm -hmm. Be around that 500 mark to Mm -hmm. where after the break, Mm -hmm. you have a chance to compete. You Mm -hmm. have a chance to go out there and Mm -hmm. make whatever moves you need to make, Mm -hmm. changes, adjustments, and line up. Just show that you can compete. Don't get too far behind the – you know, don't Mm -hmm. get too far behind to where now the rest of the season – Mm-hmm. You know it because the East is not the East of old. Right. You got top heavy teams, and then you got some young Indiana Pacers. It's not going to be the Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. You got teams that's coming up. Magic aren't going to be Magic anymore. Mm-hmm. Hornets, where is that next step for y'all? Mm-hmm. 
Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, I got you. I got you. I'm okay with that. Hey, hey, hey. We're about to round this thing up, man. What a wonderful show. Loved it. Episode number one. You feel me? Okay. With that being said, we're getting rounded up and we're about to sign off up in here. We would like to thank everyone. And I say everyone for listening today. Uh, please join us again on our next podcast episode, podcast episode of Donald and Donald. And we straight off script, people. Please, please remember to drink your water and don't forget to stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust your process, man, no matter what season you're in, because you never know when the wind's coming. Absolutely. I love it. Please join us next time, okay? It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better, and it's going to keep rolling, okay? All right. We're signing off right now. See you next episode. See make, y'all, it, make it do what it do. Double D! Let's do it.